Welcome back once again to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Mike Maddox, your host. You can send emails to this program at bottomline at justask.net. This program brought to you each and every week by ASK, as I say, the greatest IT and cybersecurity company in the galaxy. And that's been proven, at least it's been repeated often by me, so it must be true. And I'm really happy to have on the program this week a good friend, somebody I've known for quite a number of years now, Chris Knapp. Chris runs a fantastic consulting business based out of Lansing, uh, the Lansing area, involved with a branch of his business called Accessiversity, which is about providing solutions for companies to make their technology accessible to those with disabilities. Chris, how in Accessiversity and in NAP Consulting are you using technology? today. So can you give us a maybe a broad picture of how it's being used by your staff there at uh, NAP Consulting? Sure. Well, of course, because of the accessibility and usability testing we do, we're uh, using hardware and software. Um, we use a number of screen reader uh, uh, that are out there, uh, JAWS, VDA, VoiceOver. Um, we're using internet to connect with our clients' uh, websites and and uh, to do the assessments. Fine, uh, and of course things you know phones and and uh, you know uh, uh, sorry, yeah, no, the uh, whole gamut. You know that's okay. Yeah, and, you know what what strikes me as you're talking about this is that I think people. People don't realize if you're not if you don't have a disability, uh, or you don't you're not you don't have maybe staff with disabilities or family members, that the dependence on technology is no different for somebody with a with a sight disability or hearing disability or a learning disability than it is for anybody else. We all depend on it, correct? Yeah, and COVID's been you know a good reminder of that with the shift to remote working and remote learning, um, you know, that that's really exposing the need for accessibility on, on kind of all these frontiers. Um, I did a piece on my blog recently that was focused on all these different web conferencing systems out there. And, um, you know, Zoom, uh, we've actually started to leverage some of the features in Zoom to do different things through diversity in terms of providing interactive testing sessions where uh, we can actually use screen share function and then uh, pipe in the audio so that a customer can be looking through their computer screen and seeing you know our cursor navigating navigating on their website and hearing the screen reader software uh, announcing you know how, how everything and how it's interacting with that site so it's it's actually uh, pretty to see all the innovation and stuff that's coming out of what I think we all can agree was a pretty horrible uh, situation with this health crisis. Absolutely. So just so I understand that, so this would be a client who you're working with, say, on their website to make sure that it is accessible to somebody who uh, has sight impairment using a screen reader. And you're using Zoom, for example, doing a screen share using the the voice technology the screen reader technology showing them as you navigate as you control their screen what a person with a sight impairment would hear is that did i get that correct yeah that's exactly that's exactly how we're how we're using that and so 
you know, it can be to help troubleshoot an issue. Uh, like if I'm working with a developer or someone that uh, has brought us in to assist on a project, you know, I might go to a problematic web page or some element within a web page and actually, you know, try to recreate the problem so that they can see how the cursor is interacting with an element on a website while hearing the assistive technology. Or it can be just like what we were describing, just showing a, a you know, a web customer, like, you know, he, here's how the screen reader software is, is uh, you know, interacting with the site. And uh, because I think, you know, people just tend to think, well, it just has to look pretty to be aesthetically pleasing. But yeah. um, at the end of the day, you want that information to all come through and, and uh, make sure that folks, you know, with all sorts of different disabilities are able to access that same content. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that makes perfect sense. And I would imagine that, I mean, the same thing applies to, to mobile. I mean, what is it? 75% of people in general in society access the web via smartphone. I mean, they're not, they're not using a computer. And I think we forget that unless you have accessibility tools that are applicable to mobile, um, people are tied to a computer and and that's just not feasible. So is that technology, has it proliferated to the mobile device as well? For sure. Uh, I, personally, I use an iPhone. I have an SE that I recently updated to last year. And again, Apple has uh, a number of different accessibility features baked right into their OS that you can just go in under your general settings. There's an accessibility uh, setting you can go in and turn on any number of things, including voiceover, and um, and and not just that, but like mobile apps. There's a ton of apps out there that are focused on providing, you know, a new and different uh, functionality to these populations. Um, you know, I use uh, an app called Envision, allows me to scan in, uh, you know, different documents to do text to speech or even identify objects and uh, actually tell me that my phone is actually taking a picture of you know a man standing next to a lamp that type of thing it's it's crispy cool. the amount of ai and, and things that are helping these mobile apps to be you know at purposes for them for this population that's fantastic and we're coming back after this don't go anywhere this is great information from chris knapp and fascinating story of the work they're doing at knapp consulting and also with uh, excess adversity don't go anywhere this is bottom line it on the michigan business network